Hey guys, and welcome to the Healthy Huddle. We're going to talk all things health-related based on our real-life trial and errors. I'm Peyton, a retired college athlete with a love for holistic nutrition. And I'm Rachel, a creative writer, forever student, and mental health advocate. We may not have all the answers, but we're damn sure going to try. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 18 of the Healthy Huddle. We are so excited to have another episode. Yeah, welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, 2021. We're going strong. Another episode, another week down. Hope you guys had a good one. Yes, it is. We're actually recording this on a Saturday. So yeah, I hope everybody had a great week. Gonna have a good weekend. We usually record on Fridays, but... Or Thursdays sometimes. But anyways, (laughs) this week we're taking a beat to do a mental health check-in. Yes, And so we first wanted to ask, how are you doing? How's it going? Yeah, when's the last time that you checked in with yourself? What are you doing to help your mental health right now? Uh, And we thought really what we would spend some time talking about is some seasonal depression this episode. God, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people feel this, but this hits me hard every single year (laughs) every single year and it's interesting because and we'll go more into detail about it but it hits me and Rachel like differently and at different times of the year a little Mm -hmm. bit um but I think we speak for the majority when we say that winter blues are pretty much a real thing it takes a toll on you yeah it definitely takes a toll on me I notice my mood swings are like at an all-time high I'm a little more irritable and I just feel less productive and if you know me you know I hate that (laughs) so yeah we're gonna talk about that a little bit Yeah, and for myself, I actually experience it twice a year. And it's funny because I just always thought that I had so much shit to work through that it was like all of these past traumas that made these two times of year difficult for me. And it wasn't until I worked through them that I realized that I actually, it was like an epiphany. I was out walking one day and I was like, I freaking have seasonal depression. That's what's going on because I couldn't figure it out. I was like, there's nothing that I feel like I need to work through. Like I feel really good about where I am in my life. And it really has been the only thing that made sense for what I was experiencing, and that has actually really helped me to work through it whenever it shows up. The majority of the times when I feel down or sad or just really emotional for no reason, when the days get shorter, there's not as much sunlight, it gets colder, you don't feel as motivated to work out, all you want is the high calorie, carb, comfort foods. I never really understood. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why am I, I want to stay on track with my progress, like staying in the gym. Something is like pulling me back saying, no, let's chill in bed. No, let's, let's not go for that extra long walk today. Let's not do that thing that we thought we were going to do to work towards our goal. Let's just kind of chill a little bit. I never understood it because I was like, okay, things are going good in my life. Like you had said, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I think shit, maybe I'm not, I don't know. We'll work through that (laughs) later. But yeah, it was always just, it's the shortening of the days because Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I'm like a freaking moth. I just love the sunlight. I'm obsessed with it. It makes me feel 12 times better every time, no matter what. And so the shortening of the days, getting colder, and then just like feeling bleh. I was like, what is this? And then that's when I had realized, you know, seasonal depression and seasonal affective disorder, SAD, is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. 
So Peyton primarily experiences these around this time of year, that fall winter time when the days are getting shorter. Yeah, daylight savings time. I experience it then as well. I also experience it in the spring. And I don't think a lot of people acknowledge that it can happen in the spring or understand that it can happen in the spring. Yeah, when I was looking it up a little bit, actually, I was just doing some research on it this week. It was like one in 20 or something. It was like a very rare thing. Because you're usually like, it gets warmer, the days Mm -hmm. get longer, the sun's out longer. I feel like that. I'm like, hell yeah, here we go. Like, I'm going to be in such a good mood all the time. And for some people, it just brings a lot more anxiety. Yeah, I think what happens for me during that time of year, and I am I will do my best to explain this, is that whenever the spring comes around, if you're familiar with our podcast, then you know that I experience extreme emotions. <laughs> I'm a four on the Enneagram. I'm an INFJ. I'm a cusp for uh, Scorpio and Sagittarius. I got all the emotions. Mm -hmm. And the mood. All the moods. (laughs) And now I'm pregnant. So all the moods. Yeah. Uh, Triple threat. (laughs) But basically what happens for me in the spring is I get so amped up on energy. I just get so high on life and sunshine and being productive that I end up crashing very hard. It overwhelms you. Yeah. Mm. And I just like all of a sudden things will be fine. And then I'm just like bawling my eyes out or I'm super angry. And it just like doesn't, it's almost like overwhelming positive emotion leads to this massive crash. And I just experience more anxiety. I don't know. I don't want to say I get like paranoid, but I just get like very in my head and I get very productive, but then I also feel guilt for not being more social because that's the time of year to start being social, but I'm an introvert, so I don't really love to be social. (laughs) And it just like is all of these things that should be very positive end up just leading to a lot of anxiety and very sad feelings for me. How often do you feel, or how often do you crash, I guess, necessarily, would you say? Like, is it, are we crashing, like, every week, like, every two weeks, every month? It varies. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like anything, you know, it kind of comes and goes in waves. Like, I might have two weeks where I'm just happy-go-lucky, bouncing around, and then all of a sudden I have a week where it's just, like, every day, it's like, what the fuck is going on, Rachel? Mm -hmm. Is that more in the spring? That, that is more in late spring, early summer. Okay. Part of what goes behind it, too, is that's the time of year I really evaluate my life. And I think that that's part of what leads into that for people because things are blossoming, things are growing, and you start to question, well, am I growing? Am I blossoming? What have I done? Like, what am I now doing to move myself forward? And if that answer for me is not what I want to be doing, then I'm very hard on myself and it makes it feel difficult to enjoy the time of year and the growth that's happening around me. That's interesting because I feel like for me personally, when it becomes spring, summer, I have, maybe this isn't that great, but I have a lot more outlets that I can escape to. So Mm -hmm. like I've always grown up by the beach, right? So like when it's spring, summertime, it's warm enough for me to go to the beach. It's warm Mm -hmm. enough for me to go out and hang out with friends. I can go outside and do things to escape whatever I'm trying to escape, which I know that doesn't sound very... That doesn't sound very healthy, but, and it's, it's not like to an extreme point. Like I'm not escaping full on depression back here, but I just feel when the days get shorter and it gets colder and I 
we don't live like near the mountains by any means. So mm-hmm. I don't, I can't go like snowboarding or hiking or something like that all the time. I don't know. It just, it's like wake up, go to work, come home. It's already dark out. It's freezing outside. It's probably raining too. I just, I don't have that outlet. I don't have that escape that I feel like I do in the spring, summertime. So for me, like, yes, reevaluating your life. But for me, I do that more in the, in the fall and winter mm-hmm. because I don't have the escape that I do in the spring and summer. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's interesting. And it freaking sucks because the fall and winter is like when all the holidays are and everything. So it should be such an amazing time of year. You have like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And it is. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm such a Christmas person. Best holiday, hands down. Don't come for me because <laughs> my sister loves Halloween the most and we get in arguments about it all the time. Anyways, but yeah, it should be like such an amazing family-filled time. Maybe that's what it is though because I'm so family-focused at that time of year and I don't live with my family Mm -hmm. that I get really sad that I'm not around them 24-7. Yeah, she does really get sad about like not being with her family. I just like made that connection actually real time. I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I am happy when it's around the holidays and stuff, but... Beginning of November, beginning of December, when you're like a holiday has just passed, and then you're you you're gonna go to another holiday, but you have that awkward time in between of like three weeks. Those three weeks fucking suck for me. Yeah, I just am constantly like unmotivated, don't want to move, a slug, a freaking bump on a log. But spring and summer, I just have that outlet of being able to go outside and do things and be productive because I have more time, or it feels like you have more time mm-hmm. in the day because of the sunlight always being out. Also, too, you, there's like all the fruit and the like healthy foods and the vegetables they're all like in full bloom and oh don't get me wrong like it's definitely one of my favorite times of year it's the best my emotions are just so severe during that time and I think that one of first of all I've been dealing with my seasonal depression like recognizing it longer than I have the spring I've only in the last couple of years recognized that it happens consistently in the spring Mm. so I'm just now learning how to work through that but I think that there's almost this stigma you do have more sunlight and all of these wonderful things are happening and you know you can go to the beach or spend more time outdoors or you know the fruits and veggies are fantastic that time of year why are you sad yeah why are you upset like what reason do you have I get frustrated because I'm like, I literally fucking nothing. Nothing is wrong. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just the world. It, the world is doing it to me. I imagine. I imagine that's a little more difficult too, experiencing that in the spring and summer because you're like, if I knew the reason, I'd tell you. Yeah. I don't know the reason. Whereas in the fall and winter, there's a clear reason. You yeah. know, like whatever. I'm not. Gonna... People are more understanding of it. They're like, oh, of course. Like, oh, I'm I dealing with it too. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel less motivated too. You're not alone in that. Blah, blah, blah. But in the spring and summer, it's like, well, everyone's happy, aren't they? Everyone's loving that the sun stays out until 8 p.m. Like, why aren't you happy? Why yeah. are you the outlier? Why are you the weird one? I have so much more anxiety in the spring than I do in the fall. Wow. Yeah. In the fall, I just experience my emotions where it's almost like because I'm not so high happy-go-lucky happy all of the time when I experience the lows they don't feel as low because I'm already a little bit more mellowed out Mm. whereas in the spring because I like wake up and I'm like let's get this day let's go like today is gonna rock by the end of the day I'm crashing and it feels so much more intense because my daily emotions are so much more intense Well, I think too, I don't know, I guess because in the spring and summer, I just feel like I have to be more productive. The emotions, I connect with productivity. And I know, again, 
this is my three side coming out, are very happy. Mm -hmm. Like if I feel like I'm being productive, I'm in turn happy. And that's just how it is. I'm I'm trying to work through it and because I know that productivity isn't your worth and blah, blah, blah. We know this. We get into this a lot more in other episodes, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying. So I in turn feel happier because I have more time and more ability to be productive. Mm-hmm. Where in the fall and winter, I just feel like I feel my emotions a lot more because I am in turn not as productive because it just feels like you can't be. So I'm a little more sad. I'm a little more in tune with, oh, why am I so down today? Or I don't know. I just get a lot more waves of emotions. And I guess maybe it's a good thing because I feel like I deal with them a lot more mm-hmm. in the fall and winter time rather than in the spring and summer. I just kind of am like, whatever I'll just go to the beach (laughs) it'll be fine I'll just go for a walk on the beach and we'll be totally good and that does make me feel better nine times out of ten I'm not even gonna lie but I think maybe it is a good thing that I kind of hone in a little bit more on my emotion and my emotional side in the fall and winter in general for anyone who deals with either one maybe you deal with solely the spring solely the fall winter or maybe someone who is both I think that's why it's so important to constantly check in with your mental health Because when you don't and these things arise, it can be more difficult to deal with. Whereas I feel like now I'm better learning, not necessarily how to navigate it, like to prevent it necessarily, because I don't know that I can prevent it. But I think I'm getting better at navigating in the moment. So whenever it does appear, I can, it's, I'm still not perfect at it. Of course, I have a lot of work still to do, but I think I'm getting better at shortening it and pinpointing like what's going on, communicating, especially in my relationship, and allowing myself some love, I guess, and just showing myself a little bit of kindness in those moments. And not feeling guilty for the fact that you're not feeling high on life like everyone else is when it turns spring, summer. Yeah, it's okay that I experience it then. And I think especially like this is really the first year I'm going into it very aware that it happens. And I'm also very aware that I'm going to be very pregnant when it happens. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're going to (laughs) be, you're going to be at an all-time high. But you've also, I think it's good you have a lot of background of you know having a therapist you work through stuff Mm -hmm. with and having that support system there and having people you feel like you can talk to and you're having good communication in your relationship so I think you're you're setting yourself up for success in a way that you'll be able to deal with it better and that's something that I think is overlooked often is setting yourself up for success Uh, Because one thing that I did just this past week, I set up a therapy appointment and we have a plan in place for, it's a postpartum plan. So that whenever the baby arrives, I'm going to be checking in with her just to see how I'm doing. If I need to go to her more, then we'll adjust. And if I don't need her really at all, then we'll adjust. But it's when these things happen and you know how it affects your life, you know how it affects you, the others in your life. I think that it's so important to set yourself up to have that support, whether it's through therapy or talking to your friends and family so they know what's going on and finding those things that work well for you to help get through that moment. And setting yourself up for success may be difficult. Mm -hmm. So like for me personally, my job currently, I don't like move around a lot and I'm a very like busybody kind of person. So I purposely wake up about 45 minutes earlier than I have to be at work, which is freaking early. So I can go and take a walk around the neighborhood and listen to a podcast and just kind of get in my zone for the day. And yeah, that's freaking tough sometimes. It sucks waking up at 5.30 a.m. every day. But I know that my mental health needs that. It stabilizes my mood throughout the day. 
because I've realized that days that I don't do that, like if it's pouring down rain or I just can't maybe do that that day, too tired, whatever, I'm just a lot bitchier maybe, or I'm like, I'm can be set off a lot easier and I just don't feel like, I feel anxious because I feel like I need to go move. But when I wake up, you know, earlier and I go for that walk, I feel like, okay, I've got my movement in, I feel good. I took a little bit of time for myself before I start giving to others throughout the entire day. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, but... Well, and that's what I was going to say. I don't want to say... I want to remove the word bitchy from <laughs> how you are on those days mm-hmm. just because that it just is... I know. that Rachel yeah. always does that to me. I'm always like, oh, I don't... I can't do this. She's like, okay, well, we're going to take that out because you know you can and we're going to remove that. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. You definitely can tell you when you start your day off by taking care of yourself, you continue taking care of yourself throughout the rest of the day and you're much more likely to get in a workout or go for a nice long walk. Whereas days where you don't start it off that way, I have noticed that you're less likely to do that because you are anxious or, mm-hmm. you know, things from work have gotten to you a little bit better mm-hmm. or a little bit more than they normally would. But that's because most days, and I can definitely attest to this. You get up and you give a time and attention to yourself before you give it to others. And even just one day of getting out of that habit can, this is for anybody, can just kind of make you feel out of whack and it can be difficult to get back into that normal routine. Now I will say the next day she gets up and she does her normal thing so she doesn't let herself get that far out of routine but it definitely makes a difference. It puts my anxiety at an all-time high and which is weird because you're like oh really you not walking for like 30 minutes before your day puts your anxiety up higher but it does. Yeah start walking for 30 minutes a day if you don't and you'll notice a difference. I promise you like it's It's honestly one of my favorite parts of the day just because I throw on a podcast, I listen, I try to like absorb some knowledge maybe, or maybe I'm just listening to a dumb podcast and I just want to have, you know, some mindless things to consume, but it lessens my anxiety so much and I know that especially, me and Rachel were actually just talking about this because I said mental health was at a peak and she really honestly corrected me. I disagreed. Yeah, and she did. And you know what? She's right because mental health is not at a peak, but the way we're talking about it is at a peak. So you may be suffering with anxiety one way or another, but maybe you're just not talking about it. Or maybe you're not setting yourself up for success in order to not feel these waves of anxiety. It is a good thing, I think, even though I guess it's not at a peak, just the way we're talking about it is at a peak, that there are now ways that you can figure out how to help yourself, Mm -hmm. how to set yourself up for success, whether it be, you know, setting up a therapy appointment or finding like um, an app or something that helps you to kind of meditate and breathe a little bit better or focus on your breath work. I don't know. However you want to do it. But y'all, let me tell you, can I tell the story of last night really quickly? What happened? The deer? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is just an anxiety story. Last night, V and I are on our way home. It's rainy. Unfortunately, we hit a deer. We waited for the police to show up. It was a very traumatic experience. I have been worried about the baby, but I called the OB on call. They said that everything should be fine, told me what to look out for. Baby and I are good. And I even posted in my little mom group about what happened. And literally everybody is like, you're fine. Baby is fine. But I just could not help shake the worry. Mm. And this morning I woke up and I just was crying. And V is like, get it out. It's okay. But things are fine. And I don't normally practice yoga. I have a really good friend who has started teaching yoga. And so I joined her this morning for a virtual yoga session. And it was exactly what I needed. 
just taking time for that breath work, I set my intention to relieve myself of that worry for myself and for the baby and to just trust that everything was going to be okay. It just is so important when these things, I say it's so important all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's vital really. Oh, (laughs) we're changing the word up now. (laughs) To take those moments and find what's going to work for you. It's okay to try something new. Find something that's going to work for you to help relieve some of that anxiety into sometimes it really is about getting through that moment. Mm-hmm. And your anxiety can definitely be affected by the weather. Yes. I think that, which, I mean, obviously, yes, Rachel's, their situation was yeah, that not was affected by the weather. Situational. Yeah. Well, the rain didn't help. That's true. I don't think. And it I was think a nature thing because of the deer. But that's why we didn't record last night, basically. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> why normally we're we record today. on Friday nights. But anyways, whatever. They're both good. Everything's good. So that's the most important thing. Yeah, that I'm sure, especially you being a, about to be a mother, your mom instinct kicked in. Your anxiety was probably at an all-time high. Your stress levels probably went through the roof. And it was an 8 o'clock thing. And guess what? I didn't want to get up at 8 o'clock because... I want, I have wanted to keep sleeping Yeah, and I know that there are other factors in my life, but right now this season, all I've wanted to do is sleep. So it's funny because she had texted me obviously, well, I guess that's not funny. Sorry. <laughs> but you had texted me everything about it last night and I was like, you know what? Because it was a gloomy day yesterday and I felt very blah. I was, my anxiety was through the freaking roof yesterday for no reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't get in a car crash with a deer. Like just no reason it was because the weather and I was like why am I like this because summertime rain is not the same as winter rain no and I just it was cold and dark and I ended up working out because I knew it was gonna help me and it did I felt so much better I had so much more endorphins after I was just a lot happier of a person for the rest of the night but I had to push myself like really truly push myself and dig deep in order to get that workout in and then this morning I woke up so happy. The sun's out. It's shining. I'm like, I'm a totally different person. Yeah. Solely based on the weather. Like this was a 180 switch. And now I've already worked out, went for a walk. I'm in a good mood. The birds are chirping. We're loving it. We're having a good Saturday morning. To be honest, in all honesty, and I know this sounds so freaking like minuscule, but the main difference between how I felt last night and how I feel right now, first of all, it's a 180. Second of all, the only thing is the weather. Yeah. It's the only thing that has changed. The temperature is the same. Like, it just is sunshine versus clouds. I mean, it's crazy. And I know that sounds so weird. Maybe people who don't suffer with, you know, seasonal depression or SAD, but which I find it so funny that the acronym for that is SAD. Yeah, I know. I know. But just like how fitting, how on brand. And this is also, I feel like we should insert, obviously we're not professionals. We're not just saying... We're not telling you, if you experience this, this is what you're dealing with. This is what we deal with. You know, if you think that maybe it is something that you're interested in learning more about, we recommend that you do your own research and speak to an actual licensed professional. But I mean, it is very real and it, I don't, I just don't feel like it gets talked about a ton. It doesn't, which is weird because I think a lot of people deal with it. Yes, and I feel like it almost pisses me off that people don't talk about it because I don't feel like anyone would look at you, Peyton, who is just this like very headstrong go-getter three Mm -hmm. 
I would never be like, oh, she has a hard time in the fall feeling motivated in the winter time. You know, whereas like people are like, oh, Rachel's emotional. She probably deals with all the stuff. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that you feel like, I think maybe that's why I suffer with it a little bit too, is because in the fall and winter, when I get super unmotivated, I don't feel like I can show that to people Mm -hmm. because I'm normally this pretty motivated. I'm pretty headstrong, like you said, headstrong and I'm goal driven. So when I get these unmotivated waves solely based on how the weather is or me not feeling productive because of the sunlight going away within three hours, I feel like I can't show that because it's kind of like, seriously, the weather affects you that much. But yes, okay? (laughs) Yes, it does. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one, but I think people think it's such a stupid thing to talk about maybe. Or that's I don't know not what real. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Not that it, I guess it's stupid, but that it's like not a real thing because you should be able to push through that. Yeah. And I was It's just the weather. Yeah, and that's why we also wanted to do a mental health check-in with you guys because I've really been like honing in on my emotional side a lot more lately, what I can handle and what I can't. And there's a fine line between you pushing yourself because you need that push mm-hmm. and you pushing yourself, but you're pushing yourself over the edge and now overwhelming yourself and now you've set yourself up for failure. There's a very fine line. And for me, it gets very blurred when I go through these seasonal depression waves. It gets very blurry. Whereas like in the spring, summer, I guess maybe it's a little more defined for me. But it's just also like finding your own line because Mm -hmm. you're going to make up where your own line is of pushing yourself and overwhelming yourself and knowing what to do with that information, how to not push yourself over that line and not overwhelm yourself, give yourself anxiety, stress, depressive thoughts, whatever it Mm -hmm. is. It, It gets blurry and I understand that. We both understand that it's a very blurry line and it will be blurry for the rest of your life, especially when you go through, you know, traumatic events, whatever it may be. But yeah, just honing in on where is that line? Do I need to push myself because I really just should push myself? I need that extra push. Like last night, I could have easily been like, "Mm, fuck it, I'm not going to work out. But I knew I needed that push. Mm -hmm. So I just kicked my own ass a little bit, got myself into gear. And now I just feel like it set me up for such a good Saturday today or whatever. And I know the weather affects that. And I think something that we're just both hoping that you guys get out of this is For one, if you, I mean, I obviously have openly talked about it longer than Peyton has just because it's been such a part of my life and almost an expected part of my life, I feel like. But, you know, Peyton is also here vulnerable talking about it. And whether you relate to me or you relate to her, I hope that we both hope that you guys take something from one of us that works for us. And understand, like, it doesn't matter if you relate to one of us, both of us, none of us. Like, you know, these are just normal human things that need and deserve to be normalized and recognized and dealt with in a healthy manner. Yeah. We say it all the time, but that's why we love podcasts so much. Mm -hmm. Because I think podcasting and the podcast platform allows you to talk openly about things that are just normal things, but people don't talk about. And then in turn, because people don't talk about it, it makes you feel like it's not a normal thing. We're here to tell you that... Now that you're normal. Mm Mm-hmm. And the weather being cold and it not being sunny out will make you a sad bitch. And I can attest to that. I feel that for you. So just know how to check in with yourself because of it. I don't even know how, other than how I've explained the spring thing, if you feel it in the spring, you're not alone. You're... It's a very we, real thing. We may be one in 20, but together, we're one in 10. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's a lot of math for me. <laughs> That's way more than I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to get into it a little bit. We're back here with the normalcy of our episodes. So it's time for the very best part. It's time for the, the huddle, huddle up. up. All right, let's freaking get into it. So today for the huddle up, we're going to tell you guys the five things or the five reasons maybe that seasonal affective disorder can really bite you in the ass. Mm -hmm. Um, These are things we've researched. Obviously, again, we're not professionals. We don't claim to be professionals. So if this isn't something you feel, okay, that's totally fine too. Do your own research on it. We will always tell you to do your own research. So the first one is that The change in weather and the change in seasons may disrupt your circadian rhythm. So less sleep, because your body is like, whoa, what the heck's going on, may lead to more stress. So if your body is normally used to this sleep cycle every day, routine, 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 and then it gets switched up because of daylight savings time, that can lead to more stress. Sleep is one of the most important things that people overlook when it comes to your body being stressed out or you having a lot more anxiety. Seasonal changes affect that, and that may be the reason why you're feeling a little bit sadder. I think on the flip side of that, too, if I may add, is if you're someone like me, maybe you get more sleep, and that equals more stress because now you feel like you have even less time in the day to get those things done that you That's a very to. good point because I've noticed that if I sleep too much, I feel more tired. It's, I'm like, why it's am I eating weird breakfast concept. at 11? Yeah, it's such a weird concept. And I'm just not a napper. I can't nap when like the sun's out because I feel like I'm losing on productivity. So number two is that it may lead to a drop in your serotonin levels, which is going to lead you to feel more depressed and sad. And I think those are the two emotions or feelings that people are probably the most familiar with when it comes to seasonal depression. Yeah, your serotonin is your happy feelings, your happy hormones. So a drop in that can definitely lead to you feeling less happy, less motivated, and a little bit more sad, a little bit more depressed, a little bit more in tune with those emotions rather than the happy emotions. Okay, number three, just like a drop in serotonin levels can happen, a drop in melatonin levels can happen. And obviously that will also too affect your sleep patterns and your mood. So a drop in melatonin can lead to, again, we're going back to the first one, a mess up of your circadian rhythm, a mess up of your sleep schedule and sleep routine. I feel like I get less sleep in the winter and fall, which definitely messes with my stress levels because then I feel like I'm staying awake and I have more time to think about things and Mm -hmm. then I'm just overthinking and now we're like in this crazy negative toxic cycle. So yeah, the drop in melatonin levels can definitely mess with your sleep. Number four, a decrease in vitamin D affects production of serotonin activity, less sun, is less vitamin D. Oh my goodness, look at that. We're going back to the drop in serotonin levels. I know, crazy. They're all connected. Wow. <laughs> but that's, I, and I'm not as good about it. Do you take a vitamin D supplement? Not, no. I know. I should be better about it because I really do think that it does affect me when I'm not getting enough sunlight because I'm like always inside, whether it be work or because the sun is actually isn't out. My drop in vitamin D, I think, definitely affects me being happy, especially someone like me who loves the sun. I know Rachel's like that too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I haven't really said that, but I 
if the sun is out, so am I. Yeah. I'm in the garden. I'm taking five walks a day. Yeah. I just I well, we've it. talked about like our dream houses or whatever before, guys. <laughs> Both of us want like floor to ceiling windows, yeah. like just crazy amounts of sunlight. Oh yeah, there will be so much sunlight going into my kitchen. That's V wants. He likes really dark colors. I'm like my kitchen gonna be bright as fuck, bright as hell because that's what makes <laughs> you feel good. Okay, guys. And then number five, the last one, it's not really, I guess, like what can disrupt you or what can affect you, but it's just the fact that seasonal affective disorder can be either fall, winter, aka winter blues, or it can be in the spring and summer. Mm -hmm. There's not, for you feeling the way like Rachel was discussing earlier in the spring and summer, people always know what winter blues are, right? Like everyone understands that you feel these ways and you feel a little bit sadder or whatever in the fall and winter, but no one really understands that it can truly hit you in the spring and summer mm-hmm. as well. And so we just really wanted to make that aware too, because if you're someone that feels like that, that's okay. Rachel's literally yeah. sitting here telling you that. Here I am. Yeah. Hey, I'm one too. Yeah. So yeah, those are just the five things we kind of wanted to discuss with you guys in our huddle up. Um, we talked a little bit about how we kind of face it, how we combat it. And just, we wanted to just kind of put a little more information about it out there because I don't yeah. think people talk about it a lot. And it's something that we've been struggling with well, and for I a think while. Especially, you know, obviously 2020 was a weird year and I know people were really looking forward to 2021 and the madness hasn't quite stopped. And I think that already dealing naturally with seasonal depression and then throwing in the rest of how crazy things have been. We just really felt like it was important to do a mental health check-in with you guys. So basically, how are you feeling? How is your anxiety today? Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're worth it, that you will get through it, that it will pass. And if you're having a rough day and you don't feel like doing anything, but you know that there's something that will make you feel better, go and do it. Do it. Even if it's hard, because the best things in life are not easy. No. Well, we hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Guys, we are going to stay on the train of small business shoutouts because we think it's important and we just really love to do them. And Rachel's done such a good job with reaching out to people and finding really amazing small businesses. So today, I'm personally super excited (laughs) about this one because I love charcuterie boards and this is exactly what this girl does. So her name is Kelly from Fig and Forage, Fig and Forage Charcuterie. And she is a stay-at-home mom, a freelance web designer and graphic designer. So she loves being able to put these boards together with the different textures, combinations, flavors, and colors. And she offers actually, which I think is super cool, charcuterie design classes, both virtual and in person, as well as boxes and to-go trays. So she just wants to share her love of charcuterie with all of you guys. You can find her on Instagram at fig and forage charcuterie or on Facebook at fig and forage. So please go check her out guys because charcuterie boards are the freaking bomb. We love them. And she is actually partnering with someone else that we have highlighted. I'm not going to say who or what it is, so go and check out her Instagram Ooh, she's page to find a surprise. out. Yes. Even I don't know. Thank you so much for tuning in again today, guys. We love and appreciate you all so much. Don't forget to go and subscribe, like, and share so that we can reach more people. We'll see you next time. See ya. When you get out of that pattern, even for just, come on, yeah, like it's it's.
it's pretty normal to feel a lot sad. <laughs> a lot sad. <laughs> what are they called? I don't know what word you're looking for. Endorphins. Oh. <laughs>